Hello and welcome to Bought at a Price podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Our mission is to take you on a redemptive journey towards understanding the way that God views your body, your lifestyle, and your role in His kingdom. We are committed to bringing you solid biblical wisdom combined with practical science-backed lifestyle tips and information to help you care for yourself spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically. Thank you for joining us. Hello, everyone. Goodness, I continue to pray that you are doing amazingly well despite our current and what seems like to be forever lasting conditions. Once again, I am not uploading per schedule. Forgive me if you happen to be one who is looking for those Wednesday and Friday episodes. I'm going to be changing that a bit because I've really been searching my heart and asking God what it is that he wants me to be bringing to you and how often he wants me to be doing that both for my own physical health and mental health and well-being but most importantly because it's what God wants i don't want to be doing anything recording anything writing anything any anythinging is that such a thing any anythinging but any hoosers i don't want to be any anythinging unless it's what God's asked me to do. So, continue to follow on social, on the website, on whichever podcast platform you are following on. I will be uploading once a week. And it's going to alternate between Wednesdays and Fridays, depending on whether I'm going to be bringing you a Bible study devotional type podcast or a health and nutrition podcast. And next week, there's going to be some more news about the health and nutrition podcasts as well, because that's another thing I've been really searching my heart about. What I'm passionate about and how I can combine my passions with what you're looking for with regards to health and nutrition. And I really am thankful for all of the ladies at Lighthouse Christian Center that Sarah and I were able to teach classes to. And I'm really praying and looking forward to fall and what God has for that class. But anyway, thankful to you guys because a lot of your feedback has really helped me know how I can combine what you are looking for with what I'm passionate about. So that aside, what in the world am I going to talk about today? Well, today I'm going to talk about being barren and beautiful. Have you ever thought that you had something in common with one of the women in the Bible? 
I know I sure have. And I found that I've had found, you know, things in common with way more than just one woman in the Bible. And so today we're going to do a Bible study slash devotional on one really important woman who I think was a lot like you and I are. And her name is Sarah. She was beautiful and she was barren like some of us. And she was a woman of God that God had really big plans for. Also, like us. So are you ready to see what lessons we can learn from studying Sarah's story? We're going to just look at part of her story today. And there's a lot in the Bible about Sarah, but it's easy to only see her as a barren yet beautiful woman. And maybe you've even missed the part about her being a beautiful woman because it's easy to miss that part and just see her as barren. But as women, we don't want to be known only for what we, quote, have, right? I don't want people knowing me as Hannah the type 1 diabetic with scoliosis or Hannah the lady with the service dog. Yet there's a lot of, quote, physical body things that we tend to be known for or identified as. You might be a diabetic, a mother, have green eyes, be barren, or fill in your own blanks with something about how your body acts or is unable to act or something that's about your appearance that tends to be or has become your identity. But you see, those things aren't who Sarah was, and they're not who God says that we are as women. They do shape and affect our lives, but I want you to begin thinking of who you are apart from how your body looks or acts. And that's our first lesson from Sarah's story in the Bible. Before we even get into the pages of scripture and what it says, I want you to begin thinking of yourself for who God says you are, not how your body looks and not anything about how it does or doesn't act. But who does God say you are? So now, We're going to open God's Word and look at Saren's barren yet beautiful story to see what God wants to say to us. But first, what about yourself do you love? This could be something about how your brain works, a talent God's given you, a hobby that brings you or others joy, a way you love to serve others, anything except things about your physical appearance or ways a physical sickness or disease limits you. What about yourself do you love? So, Sarah's story and a promise. The first we hear about Sarah... She's actually called Sarai in the Bible, is that she's Abraham's barren wife. That's in Genesis 11. Bible scholars say that barrenness was the leading cause of divorce in ancient times and could have resulted in a very, very rocky marriage for Sarah. Why? 
because in most cultures, a woman's worth was in her ability to produce heirs. One scholar says that women were no more than incubators in ancient times. And when childbirth didn't happen, it was all the woman's fault. But Sarah, God blessed her with a husband who trusted God. And because of this, she defied those ancient cultural odds. A few verses after we're introduced to Sarah's barrenness, God gives Abraham a promise that his offspring would inherit the land God had just moved them to. Now, I'm presuming that Abraham would have told his wife about this, right? Hearing a promise like this would have been something a modern-day husband would likely rush to tell his wife. So this barren wife likely knew what God had said to Abraham, but more than that, she also would have known then that God had promised, in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. That's in Genesis 12. Can you imagine being a barren woman and having this promise made to your husband? As a woman, she may have been counting the days and the menstrual cycles and doing anything people did thousands of years ago to try and encourage pregnancy. She probably was already doing that because of her desperate need to find herself as being worthy. Because barrenness meant she was a failed incubator. She had no worth. But if she knew about this promise, she had to have thought that she be a mother. But God's promise to Abraham, it involved a long, barren season. God saw Sarah, though, as a strong, faithful woman who'd be able to withstand the struggles ahead. God didn't see Sarah as barren. He saw her as the woman who'd be for who'd be forever written into the pages of scripture as an encouragement to women like us. Sarah wasn't just a barren wife. She was a fruitful woman of God whose testimony has continued bearing fruit for thousands of years. But she was barren. There are a lot of things that can leave us feeling barren or dry. Barren means dry, unfruitful, literally like nothing growing. My barrenness involves a project that God gave me. And I've not always been good at waiting. It's my own struggles with patience, though, that caused me to pause and think of things other women like you might be waiting for. Thinking about how Sarah and you may spend day after day and month after month waiting, wondering, trying, praying, hoping, the tears, the stress. The questions. When I read these verses, I mourn for all women who've been crying out to God for a child, who've been waiting for anything God's promised 
But we all have to remember that God keeps every single promise he makes. If you feel that God has made you a promise, rejoice in the promise and faithfully serve God until his promise comes to pass. Then, when you're witnessing the fruit of God's promise, give glory to God and faithfully proclaim God's goodness and mercy to all. This brings us to another lesson from Sarah. And that lesson is that God keeps his promises, even promises made to women who are walking through barren or dry seasons. So what promise from God are you waiting for? How have you been waiting? Have you been waiting patiently, complaining, depressed, rejoicing? Usually our waiting has got a whole big pile of emotions tacked on to it. And friend, no matter how long you have to wait, would you wait patiently and with joyful hope for God to make your barren or dry season fruitful? No matter the reason for your barrenness, God sees you as a woman who's strong enough to walk through the barren season with his help. You're not supposed to walk through a barren, dry season alone. If you are a woman of God, if you have called Jesus Christ Savior and Lord, you have the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is there to give you strength and give you the ability to walk through anything that God has for you to walk through. We're going to come back to Sarah's barrenness in a bit, but first I want to continue her story. So we now know that Sarah is barren and trekking across the country with her husband. They had to get to this land God had promised them, this land that God was promising to their offspring. So in a matter of four verses, we are told that Sarah is exceptionally beautiful, separated from her husband, and married to Pharaoh. Um, what? To me, this is the stuff that movies are made for. Strikingly beautiful woman with long, dark hair blowing in the desert wind is following God to her new home. Suddenly, Famine strikes, and no sooner than she'd put the finishing touches on her new tent, her husband tells her, pack up. They're going to Egypt, going to find food before they starve. <laughs> but guess what? This dramatic reenactment of mine, it's a true story. It's Sarah's story. Think about having your husband tell you, when the Egyptians see you, they will say, this is his wife. Then they will kill me, but they will let you live. Say, you are my sister. That's in Genesis 12, 12 and 13. Sarah wasn't just a beautiful, barren woman. She was brave, determined, and bold. She had to have known the risks of entering Egypt. And I believe that like her husband, Sarah trusted God. 
In my reenactment, Sarah's got a Wonder Woman emblem on her chest as she walks into Egypt. Her weapon? The unstoppable power of God. I'm also, though, imagining her brain playing out all the possible scenarios and how she'd handle each woman. She's a woman after all. But more than that, I imagine her nonstop prayers to God, crying out day and night, reminding God of the promise that he'd made Abraham while also begging him to rescue her. Remember, she's been taken from her husband and she's Pharaoh's wife. Now, you probably wonder why it is that, if you know this story a wee bit, that Sarah could be Pharaoh's wife and yet still God have protected her from Sarah actually having sex with her. And that's because in ancient traditions, Sarah would have been taken as his wife, but that marriage wouldn't have been consummated until the Egyptians had prepared her and everything else for that marriage. There was a big process that went into ancient weddings. So I think, though, God left a lot of Sarah's details out of the Bible because I think he wants us to see ourselves in her many situational shoes. She was barren, she was beautiful, and she was a woman just like us. But there's not a lot more about her that we know. Do you see yourself as beautiful? Why or why not? As a woman created in the image of God, you are beautiful. And if you struggle to appreciate your appearance, consider writing a letter of gratitude to your body. I've got a podcast episode talking about gratitude letters for our body to our bodies and the science behind that. And the link is in the show notes. So how could seeing yourself as God sees you change the way you see yourself? Could this make you bolder in doing the things for doing things for God? Dear friend, God created you to reflect him in ways only you can. You were handcrafted and perfectly designed by your loving Heavenly Father. And as a woman of God, God's image bearer, you are altogether beautiful. This lesson from Sarah's story is that true beauty is seen in a woman who reflects her God. Now let's talk about beauty and barrenness together. We've each had seasons of barrenness, whether it's barren wombs, circumstances, or seasons. God's chosen people, Israel, came from barren wombs, and Sarah's barren womb was the first of many in their story. So why did and does God allow barrenness? One reason might be because only God can bring beautiful life to anything barren. And from the beginning, God wanted all mankind to know that all things come from Him. 
No matter what kind of barrenness we're walking through, our lesson involves patience, faith, and unshakable trust. If God has told us something, it'll happen whenever and however God knows is best. And as we're walking through barren seasons, we've got to keep our eyes fixed on God. We have to plug into the unstoppable power of God, the Holy Spirit. Because when we do, God can make the most barren into something oh so beautiful. Sarah's physical beauty likely paled compared to the beauty of God she reflected when she patiently and faithfully trusted God. No matter your reason for barrenness, have patience, have faith, and have unshakable trust. Dig into the fruitful soil of God's word and allow yourself to drink in as you spend time planted by the water. So how can you envision God bringing beauty to your dry season? or barrenness. Would you write out a prayer to God thanking and praising Him for all He's done and could do? We're going to continue Sarah's story in the coming weeks and see how she took things into her own hands as well. There's a lot to learn there. So first though, let's wrap up our beautifully but barren story. There's a lot, like I said at the beginning, that we can learn from Sarah's story. Today, I want to remind you of those three things I just talked about. I want you to see who God says you are. I want you to see that true beauty is seen in a woman who reflects her God. And I want you to develop patience, faith, and unshakable trust. But you can't do those things on your own. You have to rely on the Spirit of God in you. So ask the Holy Spirit to develop these things in you while showing you the beauty of being fully dependent on God. What beautiful things will grow when we follow God and patiently trust Him to heal our barrenness. So no matter what your barrenness looks like, will you trust God to lead you through this dry season? Waiting is hard, and often barren places make it feel like God has turned his back. And if you feel this way, please know that God will never, ever, 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 ever turn his back on his beloved Cling tightly to God, spend time in His Word, and don't stop asking, seeking, and knocking. God's answer and the end of your barrenness are around the bend. Like I said, we're going to continue Sarah's story in the coming weeks, so be sure to subscribe to our podcast so that you don't miss that next part. But until then, remember what it says in Psalm 63 1. Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you, as in a dry and weary land where there is 
no water. Consider reading the rest of Psalm 63 and remember, no matter what you think your reflection in the mirror shows and no matter what your body struggles to do, you are beautiful. True beauty flows from a heart that follows God. I love you, ladies, and I am praying for you. I may not know you by name, but I pray for you. I've also included a couple of other episode links in the show notes, one for meditating on God and the other having to do with praying without ceasing. So be sure and check those out if you're struggling to do either of those things as you're walking through a barren or dry season in life. God bless.